0: You're listening to SermonCast, the online preaching ministry of Hope Hull United Methodist Church. Be sure to visit us at hopehullumc.org sermons where you can subscribe to future episodes of SermonCast and browse our archive of past messages. Thanks for tuning in. I want you to think about how many questions you were asked throughout a day. If you have kids or grandkids, That number goes up, right? (laughs) It goes way up. So lots of questions throughout the day. Maybe you ask lots of questions throughout the day. We ask questions to find out answers, right? And I want to ask two questions this morning. How is God working out his good purpose in you? How is God working out his good purpose in you? And then number two, how are you walking in that purpose? How are you walking in that purpose? So how is God working out his good purpose in you? And then how are you walking in that purpose? So keep in mind those two questions that I'm asking you, um, and we'll just keep those in our minds throughout this message this morning. Okay, so in Philippians 2, 12 through 18, we have Paul writing from prison this letter to the Philippian church, and we are going to start with verse 12. It says, Therefore, my dear friends, just as you have always obeyed, So now, not only in my presence, but even more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Let's stop there. Whenever you first hear those words, do you bristle up just a little bit? But I want us to look at the wording here. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. It does not say work for your own salvation with fear and trembling. There is a big difference. So we know that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sin. He did not stay dead. He rose from the grave. That is our salvation. Putting our faith in Him, He is our salvation. But once we have that salvation, what Scripture is telling us is to work it out. To work it out. To develop the salvation. Um, workout is a continual effort to develop the salvation that is deposited. In us, which has been graciously granted to us by God through faith in Jesus Christ. So once we are saved, once we have this salvation, we don't just keep this gift, this deposit, and just sit on it until we go to heaven. Right? And that's why you're here this morning. You obviously know that. And that's why you're watching online this morning, because you want to develop your salvation, you want to work it out, you want to walk it out. Um I want to read this from someone who's a lot smarter than me. But he said, "Let's must they must choose to live righteously to work out their salvation in daily living, while at the same time realizing that all the power for that obedience comes through God's Spirit. So we are asked to work out our salvation. We are asked to do things as believers to live like a Christian, but it doesn't. Well, we are not expected to do that on our own." we are not expected in our own strength and in our own power to work out this salvation i don't know if you have i don't know if you're you're geared like me but a lot of times i just want to do it i just want to make it happen and and i'll just do it in my own strength thank you very much i'll just work and work and and what that you know what that leads to burnout and if you as a christian are kind of feeling burnt out in your your christian life It may be because you are leaning on your own strength and that you are not using the power of the Holy Spirit as you work out your salvation. Um, We see all these commands in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. And Paul is saying, you know, we we must love, we must forgive, we must um, be holy as he is holy we must be pure. We must flee from sexual immorality. We must, and then we have the Ten Commandments, right? Whenever they wrote this, these commands in Scripture, it was never the expectation that you would do these in and of yourself. It was always the expectation that, yes, you would do these, but through the power of the Holy Spirit. So some of us, including myself, may be failing at some of these things. I'm a mom of five. And patience is really hard sometimes. Keeping my mouth kind is really hard sometimes. And not snapping at my kids, these two up here will tell you. Mama can be mean sometimes. (laughs) But I want, and whenever I try to mom in my own strength, that's where it's going to lead me. You know, I may do well for a while, but I'm always going to burn out and I'm going to fail. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, he gives us strength to do way more than we could even imagine. And so just kind of take take note. Think about it right now. If you have something in your life that you feel burned out about regarding your ministry, regarding your service, regarding your Christian life, that you're just kind of feeling blah about, that you feel like a failure at, does anyone besides me have, you don't have to raise your hand, but have some of those things you can raise your hand, yes, amen. Some of those things that you feel that way about, assess it. Am I doing this in my own strength? Have I been trying to muster up my own strength and get this done? Or am I using the power that is already in me? One of my favorite, favorite verses of all time is 2 Peter 1.3. Through his divine power, we have everything we need for life and godliness. That even means at 6 o'clock, when I'm ready for my husband to get home from work, And these babies are going crazy. Through the Holy Spirit, I have the power. Through his divine power, I have all I need for life and godliness in that moment. He has given you everything you need to get through this hard time that you're going through. He's given you everything you need to minister in the way that he's purposed you to minister. The way that he's purposed you to serve. to Mom and dad, to be a neighbor, to be a friend in a position that's really difficult to be one. In this, in this really difficult job situation that you're in. He's giving you everything you need. It's in you. You don't have to go out and find it. It has already been deposited in you. Amen? It's Good news, isn't it? And now we just have to ask him for, for the power that is already there. Lord, help me to, to acknowledge and to know that everything I need is already in me, your, your strength and your power is in me. Okay. So as we work out, as we develop our salvation, as we grow as believers, as we grow in, in service and in um, knowledge of God and loving others and loving God, how do we work that out? What does it say in that next um, piece in that verse? Work out your own salvation with what? Fear, Yeah. With fear and trembling. With reverent awe and tremor and trembling. And the way that we get there is to remember who God is and remember who we are. And that we are not Him, right? We are not our own little version of God. But He is God. He says in Isaiah, I am God, and there is no other. I am He. There is no other Savior. The creator of the universe, God Almighty, who holds the whole world in his hand, is your father, is your God. But you are in his family. You are his adopted sons and daughters. So it's remembering who he is, that he is God. He is worth our awe, our amazement, our wonder, our reverence, and to remember who we are that we are not sufficient in and of ourselves, but we have been made sons and daughters of the king. And we have the power in us to do all that he has asked us to do. So we don't want to think too highly of ourselves as we work out this salvation with fear and trembling, but we also don't want to think too lowly of ourselves. And I would think that most of us have the problem with thinking too lowly of ourselves. You know, maybe God has put this, purpose in my life. Maybe God has done this thing in my life, but I just don't think I'm worthy to do it. If they knew my past, they would not want me up there doing that. They would not want me leading them. If they knew this, if they knew this, God says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That was not in my notes. I just came to mind. So someone must needed to hear that this morning. Maybe it's me. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If God says you're clean, you're clean. How do we work out our salvation? With fear and trembling, remembering who God is and who we are. I just want to remind us of this verse that many of you have probably heard many times. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, right? We didn't earn it. We didn't work for our salvation, Not as a result of works, so that no one may boast, but we are his workmanship. Some versions say masterpiece. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would do what? Walk in them. Not stand in them, not stay in them, but walk in them. It's this perpetual movement of walking in the works that God has created for each of you to do. Good works that bring him glory and that are for your good. All right, let's go to verse 13, chapter 2. For it is God who is working in you both to will and to work according to his good purpose. It is God who is working in you both to will and to work according to his good purpose. So let me ask these two questions again. how is God working in, how is God working out his good purpose in you? How are you walking in that purpose? because it says here that there is one. He is working out his goodwill and purpose in you. Are you acknowledging it? Are you seeing it? Are you taking the risks? Are you taking the steps? Are you walking in that? Maybe you're like, I don't even, no, I'm not there. I don't even hear him. I don't know how to hear him. I don't know how to find out my purpose. Get in the word. Maybe do that Bible app thing I told you about where you just let the word wash over you as you go throughout your day. You silence the other voices in your life. You shut off social media. Maybe just for a time, maybe you fast for a day from it. You shut off all the voices, and you just get and you get in God's word and you say, God, I'm ready to hear for you. What purpose are you working out in me? So we know we all have a purpose on this earth, and that is to know him and to make him known. Right? That's everyone's purpose: to know him and to make him known. But each of us have a unique design. How? Are you going to make him known? You were all made in different ways. We were all made in different ways to make him known. Different gifts that you have, different passions that you have, different experiences that you have. And somewhere in the intersection of all of those things, your passions, your experiences, your gifts, your talents, your abilities, somewhere in that intersection is your purpose. And it's not going to look like your neighbor's. It's not going to look like the person next to you not going to look like mine, it's going to be different, because God chose you for this specific purpose, not someone else, so when we are in a body of believers like this, and we are not all functioning in our purpose, that means we are not doing the things that God has asked us to in the moment as we walk, as we serve, as we go, as we work out our salvation, as we do this thing if you are not walking in that, the church is missing out on that. And you are missing out on a blessing. And so let's ask God, what, what is it? What am I? What is God asking me to do? What is it do I need to step out on and step out in faith and, and take on this thing? And maybe you know, maybe there are some of you that's like, you know, this thing's been gnawing at me for a while and maybe a little part of me wants to do it. <laughs> but, a lot of me doesn't because I'm not sure if I'll be good at it or or I'm not sure if, if that's for sure God talking to me. Go to someone else that you trust that follows the Lord and that will pray for you and get them to pray pray with you about this thing. Or maybe go to someone who has done that ministry before and talk to them about it and just say, will you pray for me? I'm considering this. I feel like God may be putting this on my heart, but I'm not sure. Um, also, if you're not sure about what you're what your purpose is? Maybe you don't even know your passions or or your uh, gifts or your talents. Ask someone that you love, that's close to you. Hey, what am I good at? That's a very vulnerable thing to ask someone, isn't it? What am I good at? And the answer may surprise you. They may say something like, "You know, you are really good at sitting with people in their pain." Do you think the church could use someone like that? Someone who can just sit with you in your pain. Someone who can be there when you're having a hard time. Someone who can listen. That's a very important special gift that if you're not careful, you can look over that. That's very needed in the body of believers. There's also a spiritual gifts tests that you can take. I know the United Methodist Church website has a special gift, a spiritual gifts test. You can find them many different places. Um, there uh, I believe it's First Corinthians twelve has a list of spiritual gifts. but pray and ask the Lord, God, what did you purpose me to do? What am I made to do? What are my gifts? And he'll reveal that to you over time. He'll show you that, especially if you're seeking and seeking and wanting that answer, He'll show you that. and and ask a trusted friend, you know, what are some things that that you see me um, good at? But once you get that that stirring, don't just sit on it, do something with it. and if you need help finding your place in the body of believers, speak to speak to a pastor here, someone on staff here, and just say, "Hey, can you help me with this? I know there's a place for you. I know there's a purpose for me. It may not look like my neighbors. it may not look like my my friends, but I know I have one. Will you help me find it Because it's there um and it may be it may be risky it may be a risky thing to do uh, yesterday. We all went, Josh was off on a Saturday which is rare. So we all went to the lake yesterday and it was beautiful. It was so so pretty. And we had planned to do that and we were just going to take the whole family and just go play in the, in the water on the beach somewhere at the lake. And Josh the day before called and said, "What if we rent a boat?" And a part of me was like, "Yeah, that sounds awesome because I love the water." And then another part of me, like the bigger part of me, was like, five kids on a boat, just the two of us. We don't know what we're doing. We don't know how to drive a boat. Um, then there's money involved, you know, all these different things. And it just, that seemed to really outweigh the, yeah, I think that would give me life. I think I would enjoy that. But I just pressed into it. He's like, come on, come on. He's more of a risk taker than I am. Come on, will you call around and let's let's get that going. So we rented a boat yesterday. Y'all, it was so much fun. It might be the funnest thing. Wouldn't you say, Noble? One of the funnest things we have done in a very long time. So we took a risk. We got the boat. Like, I was just nervous about just getting out of the dock. Is that what you call it? <laughs> just getting out. Like, we don't know how to get out of the thing and get on the water. I mean, we knew nothing. But we, we got out, and we were on the water and, and really no problems. And so like, we're, we're doing this thing. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a risk and I'm going to drive the boat. And so I got behind the boat and we we split it up and we shared driving the boat. And that was was so much fun. And I felt so good taking a risk doing that. And some of you are like, come on, I've been driving a boat since I was three years old. But that's new to us. We lived in Colorado for 10 years. So the nearest body of water was your bathtub. You know, there was not (laughs) very much water. So uh, we really appreciate the lake and the water. Um, But, and then I took a risk and we went tubing. And I won't tell you the condition that my back is in today, but it was so much fun doing that and just having fun with the kiddos and, and taking that risk. And I'm so glad I did. Like on the other side of it, no way would I be thankful that I had stayed in that big realm of fear and excuses and, and all that I had. I'm glad I listened to that tiny, tiny piece and listened to my husband who said it would be a great idea, but that tiny piece of me that says, you know what, this will bring you life that thing that you may be struggling with, and you may have 90% of excuses excuse me, excuses, and, and um, uh, hesitation and fear and insecurity, but a little piece of you is saying, you know what, that would bring me life, that would make me feel alive, or maybe God is just asking me to do it, maybe it's just an act of obedience. Take a risk, step out into the boat, take it for a drive, go tubing, you know, but take that risk. And it will, be, it will be worth it, and you'll receive so many blessings from that. All right, let's go on to Philippians 2, 14 through 16. Do everything without grumbling and arguing, so that you may be blameless and pure, children of God who are faultless in a crooked and perverted generation, among whom you shine like stars in the world by holding firm to what the Word of life, Does your translation say anything different than that? The word of life? Holding firm to the word of life. So, when you walk out your salvation with fear and trembling, when you push into, press into the purpose that God has called you to, when you do these things, what does it say? Do everything without grumbling and arguing. Is it hard on anyone else to tame this thing in my mouth, call my tongue? (laughs) James so aptly describes the tongue. Oh, man. Our tongue is a fire, a restless evil, full of deadly poison, he says, With the tongue, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse people who are made in God's likeness. Whew, that's a strong little thing. I teach my kids the verse that says, the power of life and death is in the tongue. So maybe you have found your, your purpose. Maybe you do know your gifts, and you're walking in those gifts, but there's grumbling And there's arguing. Paul is saying, don't do that. Take control of your mouth. Because I don't know if you're like me, but when I take control of my tongue, my mind changes. So it's not always from my, you know, my mind declares what my mouth says. A lot of times my mouth declares what my mind thinks. And what my heart feels. There was a time recently when I said, I've got to change the way that I'm speaking. I just feel like I am negative, negative, negative. I mean, this was only a couple months ago. And so for a week, and I messed up lots of times, but for a week, I said, I want to be extremely aware that I am not saying anything that's negative, that's a word of death, anything that's grumbling, or arguing, and I failed a lot, but whenever you are aware, you change, and it changes, and it changes this, and it changes this. So maybe that's for some of us this morning, is that we need to tame this thing, and we cannot do that apart from the Holy Spirit, what we talked about earlier. If you try to tame your tongue on your own, give it about five minutes. But through his divine power, 2 Peter 1:3, we have everything we need for life and godliness. And that includes not grumbling and arguing. That includes taming our tongue. That includes speaking words of life to our kids and our husband and our neighbors and our friends and ourselves. What are you saying to yourself? And then it says, among whom you shine like stars in the world. Isn't that a beautiful, beautiful illustration? Among whom you shine like stars in the world. So when you're working out your salvation, when you're walking in the purpose that God has made you, whenever you are taming your tongue, you are shining like stars. You are shining brightly in a very dark world. And you know who that points to? Not you, but him. Not us, not me, but him. And that's a beautiful thing, because we are here to know him and to make him known. Whenever we do this, we bring attention to the maker, and we turn others toward the saving purpose that he has for them. I mean, that's why we're here, right? To know him and to make him known. And it's so easy to get caught up in all these other things that we think life is about. But when we hone in and we focus and we cut out all the voices, you know the song? Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look forward. dim but him and he shines in your life he shows you the purpose that you were made for so let me ask you this again how is God working out his good purpose in you and how are you walking in that purpose let those questions kind of sit with you today and do something with them he has a purpose for you He has a plan for you. It's good. It's for His glory. You've been listening to SermonCast, the online preaching ministry of Hope Hole United Methodist Church. If you enjoyed this message, consider sharing it with a few friends. Remember to visit us at hopehullumc.org slash sermons and subscribe to get notified when new content is posted. Thanks for listening.